Hi, everyone. Welcome to Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford. He is my trusted colleague, Wes Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field West. We are one day closer to the interim head coaching debut of Joe Philbin. It'll be Packers Falcons at noon Central Time Sunday kickoff at Lambeau Field. And um, we heard from Joe Philbin for a second time since the decision was made on Wednesday, and I think if there was one really key thing I took out of his address to the media is something that he actually reiterated from his initial chat with the media on Monday, and that is uh, that just because you're changing coaches and maybe you're changing up a few thoughts in the game plan, it doesn't mean there are some magic plays that somebody's going to take a magic pill and all of a sudden things are going to turn around and everything's going to look different. It still comes down to playing the game the right way, playing it hard, executing, doing things in the crucial situations in your one-on-one matchup, whatever that is. That's what's going to turn this thing around, and that's the message that Joe Philbin has for his football team. Yeah, Mike, and, and I was handling insider inbox for what would be Thursday, and one thing I wrote in there was I, I look at, no matter if you are the Patriots or the Browns, every season starts off as a baseline. You're at an average point. The wins, you start to move up. The losses, you start to move down when you're looking at just momentum. And as you get more of those wins, it pulls you higher. And as you get more of those losses, it pulls you lower. So as, as you made you, you know, your point there, and as Joe, Witt, or Joe Philbin said, excuse me, you're not going to be able to just do something that's just going to turn everything on its head. Yeah. But the one thing I think potentially Joe Philbin coming into that head seat now does for this team is allows them to reset a little bit allows them to potentially change, not necessarily the culture, but maybe just some of the the momentum, just some of the, the feel around this team. I don't want to call it a superstition or anything like that, <laughs> but just doing something a little bit differently to maybe just give you that type of spark. But to your original point, what Joe Philbin was saying, when you're at this point of the season, you're in week 14, there's four more weeks left here, you're not going to be able to just do things completely different. You're not going to be able to just go and change everything about the playbook or the overall scheme right? because you've spent the last six, seven months perfecting it one way. So while there are going to be some things that are going to look to streamline, there's going to be some things they are going to be able to potentially change up with maybe some personnel combinations, the overall scheme is going to remain the same. It's just about being effective and efficient within that scheme. Yeah, another thing that I was interesting that Philbin talked about, he actually talked about it maybe more so on Monday than he did on Wednesday. But it was in terms of uh, on both sides of the ball, even special teams for that matter, but finding, focusing in on those three or four things that I like to call them the hang your hat on things, the things that everybody's confident in that you can run on either side of the ball in certain situations. And, you know, when you apply that to the Packers' struggles on third down, which has lasted all season long, it really comes down to the fact that they never found those hang your hat on type of things that, okay, when it's third and four, this is the concept we're going to run. Now nothing's going to be 100%. But the Packers never found that thing on third down in certain very manageable third down situations that they felt they could rely on for a high probability of success. And and it's easier said than done, obviously, but Rodgers, I asked him about it at his locker as well, not specifically about third down, but just about Philbin's comment there. And he said, yeah, it's it's a process to find those. We're, we're going to be working on that this week. And he suggested that 
it's it's going to take a couple weeks to you know to try to find those. It was almost as though the Packers' third down situation was a a monster that fed on itself because they just never they never found anything they could sink their teeth into. Yeah, it's a microcosm of everything to be yeah. sure. Uh, and and you, I, I don't ever, I don't recall you never played Madden, right? No. Like going back to the '90s, never busted out the PlayStation. Nope. Okay. But I will say this, and this is completely simplifying everything and dumbing it down and not making myself an NFL head coach. But if you ever played your buddy in Madden, you know that if it was third and four, there's that one play, maybe two plays in the playbook that you could run and you know you're going to get five yards out of it. And historically, the Packers have had some of those that you know, you know, if you need to be able to move the chains, the stop route with James Jones, like those kind of plays sure. where you could run it 100 times, you know 90 times you're going to be able to be able to actually convert on it. Right. That's what's lacked this year. It just I don't think they've had, to your original point, the hang your hat on type plays, the plays that you just know that if you're closing your eyes and throwing the ball out there that you're going to be able to complete the pass or you're going to be able to move the pile to get the first down. That's what's haunted this team. And it's interesting listening to Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, by the way, when it comes to conference calls with opposing head coaches, and I remember this from the past few years because the Packers have played Atlanta a lot. Yeah. Uh, Dan Quinn is as good as it gets on conference calls and, and just his honesty, his openness, and just looking at the big picture of things. Yeah, you kind of feel like when you're talking to Dan Quinn that you're you're like sitting at a bar at a bar. with a beverage yes. or something yep. when, when he's on those conference calls. I totally get where you're coming from. He has from. a cold Miller Lite. I have a nice <laughs> sparkling water, and we're just talking ball. <laughs> okay. And But it was interesting hearing him talk about how maddening was the word that he used you know when you look no at this the season yeah, <laughs> the season that matt ryan has had 110 passer rating julio jones 1300 receiving yards austin hooper's breaking out you have playmakers on both sides of the ball but they haven't executed enough their run offense is 32nd in the league the defense didn't respond well enough to losing Deion jones in uh, keanu neal this is the situation they find themselves in. So I think this is a big crossroads for both of these teams. Certainly, you, you look at, uh, you know, Quinn has already gotten the, the, the go-ahead. He's going to be the coach of the future there uh, in Atlanta. They've given him that vote of confidence. Okay. But at the same time, both of these teams desperately need to put a win together, not only for their you know own success, but just to change that momentum. Because with the Falcons coming in on a four-game losing streak, the Packers making a change – only one team can win theoretically, and it's going to be big for that team going into this final stretch of the season. Yeah, all right. I totally agree with you there. With, uh, with that, Wes, the powerful noise-canceling technology that helps NFL coaches block out 80,000 screaming fans can get you closer to the music you love. Learn more at www.bose.com Packers. Bose, the official headphones of the Green Bay Packers, and at home or here in the stands, we all know that Green Bay fans give it their all, and that takes a lot of energy. So grab a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Packers fans everywhere. Try the delicious classic chicken noodle soup. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, official soup partner of the Green Bay Packers. Okay, one of the things that we will definitely be keeping an eye on this year as the rest of this season plays out, and certainly the Packers personnel department, GM Brian Gutekunst, will be watching as we mentioned on previous shows this week, is, okay, who are some of these guys who are going to be part of the future? There are going to be a lot of personnel decisions made yeah. in the offseason here coming up, whether you're talking about free agency, whether you're talking about players to target in the draft, all of that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of young players here for the Packers who have an opportunity in front of them over these final four games. 
And it's not quite the same as the opportunities we talk about in August in preseason games because, yes, those are those are situations you're trying to make an impression, you're trying to make the roster, the fight for roster spots at the end of the summer, all that kind of stuff. But those preseason performances always come with the caveat of, well, yeah, that's against second-string right. guys and third-string guys and these other guys who got cut from those teams, and so what can they really do? Well, this last month of the regular season, this is against full-fledged NFL frontline players. And whether you're talking about fullback Danny Vitale, whether you're talking about a young defensive lineman in Tyler Lancaster, a seventh-round pick from Southeast Missouri, Kendall Donerson, who spent the first three quarters of the season on the practice squad. He's now on the active roster for the final four games of the season. Right. Maybe he gets a chance either as an edge rusher and or to do some things on special teams over these last four games. The personnel department's going to have their eye on these guys because you're not going to get a better evaluation of them than you will in these next four weeks. Well, and the thing I really appreciate, I wrote about this in Insider Inbox, talking to Tyler Lancaster uh, on, on Wednesday about, you know, this is incredibly important for him. It's almost like a second preseason. Not necessarily, you know, the wins certainly matter here, but it's a chance to ramp everything up against teams and NFL starters. And, and you know, next week uh, a Bears team that's looking to, you know, position itself for the playoffs here. And the stakes don't get any higher for young players like that. The reality is, Mike, there's 53 players on this active roster right now. There's 76 guys that have some type of contract, though, with the Packers when you factor in the practice squad and injured reserve. Yeah. So the reason why a lot of these guys have gotten their opportunities has been because of injury. It's been because of how the season has played out. And you're going to have to go back into training camp next year and jockey for that same position once again. The thing that's tough for the Packers at this point in time, you lose Kevin King, he goes on IR for the year yeah. with that hamstring injury that he was dealing with. Trey Carson goes on IR. So now you're claiming, guys, you have Natrell Jamerson coming in here, who was a safety for Wisconsin. Yeah, former be Wisconsin Badger. Playing cornerback now with the Packers. A guy like that is coming in, one, to show what he can do and offer the rest of the season. And getting back to the first player you named, Danny Vitale, this is a great opportunity for him. This is a young man that came in as a six-round pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the super back coming out of <laughs> Northwestern, did everything for the Wildcats, and now he's trying to make his way as an NFL fullback. It looked like his place was going to be in Cleveland, played 24 games, started nine of them, led them in special teams tackles last year. Well, a calf injury results in him going on IR. He gets cut in mid-October, and here's the Green Bay Packers, the first year since maybe ever they haven't had a fullback on the roster they signed to the practice squad and now he's up played in his first game last week tell a guy like danny vitale that this is not an important time for him yeah this is critical because there's only 19 20 of those positions right now in the nfl and he has one of them he wants to show the packers that they did made the right move yeah i'll be i'll be really curious to see just how this unfolds with the young players and as i said the Packers are not going to go into full preseason mode here in terms of in terms of resting right. frontline players and resting starters. They're going to work in some of these younger guys to give them opportunities, but this isn't about sitting Aaron Rodgers no. for three quarters right. of the games or or sitting Devontae Adams so that he doesn't get hurt. That's not what this is about. So it's a it, it's it's a balancing act, but 
you know, my, my, my personal opinion, four or five snaps for a guy like Danny Vitale in a December regular mm-hmm. season NFL game is worth 25 preseason snaps oh, totally. in terms of the evaluation you get because of the competition he's going against. He's going against other guys who made NFL rosters. This isn't the preseason where you don't even know if those guys are ever going to make it in the NFL. Right, and look at Lancaster. Tyler Lancaster is very suddenly the Packers' starting nose tackle. He started the year on the practice squad. Yeah, when they're in their base look now, he's 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 a, officially a starter. He's one of the guys. Kendall Donerson, who you talked to this week. I mean, this is a guy that was a seventh-round pick for the Packers, had all the intangibles in the world you look for, but was raw. And now... And making kind of a position transition, being Correct. a defensive end from you know a, a smaller Division One right. school, but at 250 pounds, that's an outside linebacker in the NFL. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Reggie Gilbert made the same transition. Right yep. now, Nick Perry's on IR. Clay Matthews is dealing with an ankle injury. Kendall Donerson's probably going to be in that rotation Sunday against the Falcons. What can he do with those reps? What can he do with those snaps? And then getting back to your original point about Vitaly, I was talking to him about this as well. Listen, it's the NFC North. The guy's from the Chicagoland area. <laughs> he he knows what December football is like. He's been a part of it his entire life, whether it was high school or at Northwestern. So he gets what this is going to be like here and what the importance is of having a more traditional type fullback in that role and having them available in the NFC North. So he's definitely looking forward to that. And then you look across the board, as you said, it's not about guys that are going to be sitting but Jake Kumaro is going to get opportunities now because yep. of the attrition at that position. Yep. You know, you're going to get guys like Robert Tanyan that probably are going to get more looks. You've already seen how, you know, Justin McCray suddenly finds himself back in the starting lineup again after injuries to Lane Taylor and Byron Bell. So, yeah, the way that this season works and the way the NFL in December works for teams that maybe aren't necessarily in the front of the playoff competition – there's still a lot on the line there for the young guys on the roster trying to prove to Brian Gutekunst in the, in the front office that come January, come February, come March, I deserve to be in this team's plans. Yeah, if there's one thing I've learned in my 13 seasons in this chair, so to speak, from you know working for Packers.com and, and seeing things from the inside and just being around it every day, the, the competitive nature of not only these guys as individuals and as athletes, but the competitive nature of the business in general in terms of what it takes to make a roster or even just get that opportunity to be on the practice squad. And then not that you're hoping for anybody to get hurt, but you're on the practice squad, hoping that by the end of the season, you're going to get a shot on the 53 and then from the 53, get on the game day 46 to get a chance to get into games. This is this, this stuff is not, not to be taken lightly. Now, Obviously, the Packers are, you know, the the playoffs and all the dominoes that have to fall for that is a complete pipe dream. This is about about these guys proving that they have a future in this league. And they want, they're here right now. So, you know what? They want to be here. They want to stay here. And, they they don't they don't want to be the guy that's you know being discussed upstairs as to well should we move on should we look in the draft and stuff like that this is serious business well and how many times mike especially during your time covering this team have you seen a young player undrafted practice squad draft pick it doesn't matter in that December stretch, really start to turn some heads. Kenny mm-hmm. Clark did it last year. Dean Lowry has done it the past two Decembers now, has really come on strong late. You've seen over the years different receivers uh, running back. Even think of like Dewan Harris in yeah. 2012. 
go from the practice squad to he's starting playoff games for the Packers and then went into the following year as their quote-unquote starting running back. Those type of things happen, and they happen on the back of what you're able to accomplish in that final slate of games. I, I don't want to speak for Joe Philbin. He's his own man. He knows what he's looking for from this roster. But just reading between the lines of his words, the number one thing he wants to see in this stretch here is effort. He wants to see guys laying it on the line. He wants to see who it matters to the most because that is really where you finally start to learn the character of a team and what it means to them, you know, depending on what happens these next few weeks and what exactly you're playing for at that point. It is. It's a matter of pride. It's a matter of going out there and doing your job and showing that um, you know you have what it takes to play at this level in meaningful situations and have a future in this league. Yeah, well, we'll get to uh, the keys to victory and how this uh, how the Packers exactly match up with this Atlanta Falcons team on our final show of the sure. week tomorrow. But for now, we're going to call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team on Packers.com on Twitter at Wes Hod, at Mike Spofford, at Packers for the team account. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you next time.